Hello, everyone. Welcome to Contact Lost, the Polish podcast about Warhammer 40k, the competitive scene both in Poland and abroad. I am your host, Tweek, and uh, with me, I have my trusty co-host, Joker. Hi, dude. Hello. Good to have you and to hear you again. And today, we have a special guest that if you listen to the previous episode, you should already know who that is because I made a, a tiny, like, a preview or I mentioned who that might be. So, without further ado, please welcome the interim captain of the German national team, Fred Otto. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Hi, Fred. It's it's great that you agreed and that we get to talk. Um, so the inspiration for this for 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 this conversation for this episode basically came after I saw a post that you've you've made on on Facebook. Uh, that post said that you are starting the recruitment process for the German national team because mm-hmm. you are building a team for the now world team championships and. Uh, I immediately thought, holy crap, that's that's amazing. So maybe we should find out how Germany does it because we've we've spoken so much about how Poland does it, what the Polish methodology is. But since this is supposed to be a, a European show, I need to start inviting guests from Europe, not only from Poland. So here you are. So listen, I guess we can we can start with with the questioning. So in the pre-show, you said that you are the interim captain, not the actual captain. Why interim? What does it mean? And for how long are you going to be the interim captain? Yes, thank you. So uh, the German team is now just forming. And um, usually, of course, you think of the team as the eight players. And my impression now is that we need much more people, many more people than we used to, to have a proper team in this kind of time. We are now, uh, why is getting more professional and you could see even in the last years when there was a, a ETC, a European Team Championship, that people brought coaches, even media guys. So uh, when I made made this post, I wanted to have uh, the, the, the inv- have the invitation out to everyone in Germany who wants to be part of the team and want to contribute. contribute uh, come on, join us in our Discord and say what you can do and how you can help. And uh, yeah, and I'm I'm the interim captain because there's no 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 proper team yet. I'm trying to build it, uh, due to COVID, uh, and then obviously the not happening the tournaments that were not happening. There hasn't been really a team Germany. And actually, I always look with some envy towards the Polish scene and what I what I hear from all these team tournaments you guys attend on and, and all these TTS bearing. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have, I don't know, eight or twenty people active in the Discord who consider themselves to be the team Germany and just play TTS all the time against each other or against other nations. Um, I had multiple times where other uh, international uh, ca- captains from other teams said, "Hey, do we want to do a sparing?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, we, we, I want, but there's no team." It was a bit, yeah. Everyone like. It's kind of like a long story, but after the 2020, kind of we all fell asleep. Then there was some um, activity again when we, or like when I was able to uh, make a last-minute team and say, okay, we're going to be the team Germany scouting and attend the Greek Hammer uh, TTS um, WC style uh, mm-hmm. TTS team tournament. 
uh, best name ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we had a team with like new and old people, uh, like or like new and old players, and were able to um, compete and even even win the whole thing. And but after that, we had like one squaring uh, spang uh, match against you guys, and then quickly became oh okay, everyone has other things to do. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I hope that in the future this will not happen again. I mean, of course, we probably will, hopefully don't have this kind of situation where the, the the WC will not happen in one year or something. Mm-hmm. But also that if there's the time in between, okay, this year's uh, WC and next year's WC, there's still a team, there's still activity of people training together. I don't know, entertaining the community. Um, preparing boot camps, sponsoring, whatever. Um, yeah, that, that's my that's my goal right now. It's not that easy, but I'm working for it. Okay, good. Because I know the guys from Team Poland would love to play you guys again on TTS, just to train a bit. Yes, looking forward to this. Actually, like now we have like it's not only me anymore. I was able to gather some people that I could probably really call like they are part of the team in a in a in a broader sense and. Uh, if you might maybe know Martin, who has also played in the uh, Greek Hammer tournament, and many uh, players he played against or teams even recognize him because he played such a uh, ingenious um, space marine list back then. Uh, he's now organizing uh, our sparings, and I think we have our first sparring against the Canadians, and then I'm sure we're gonna get to you guys too. Yeah, eventually. I heard from Tim. Yeah. He, he 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 proposed. Uh, aspiring and then you said something like yeah maybe in august or something like that it sounds like your schedule is full already this is this was last year right no this was like i spoke to him i don't know a week ago oh then he that. should then he should pressure martin again okay then I'll, I'll let him know or hopefully he listens to this so he'll figure yeah. out himself um, anyway uh so uh, look we are neighboring countries we are very close to one another we compete uh, at the WTC, uh, you know, to, to get the best spots and so on. But I feel like we hardly know anything about your meta, about your, mm. you know, uh, the, the way you operate uh, and so on. So tell us something about the German competitive scene. You said that you, you don't really have a fixed team. So do the German players, firstly, first of all, how many are there, uh, if you know? And uh, second of all, do you focus on singles or team tournaments um you know is is there that mindset of feeding the national team with players or do people rather play you know on their own accord oh this was many questions um yeah sorry <laughs> Where should I start? so is the scene big basically um, let's start with that i don't know i hope it's i think it's growing it's definitely growing i feel like there's this um uh, doing doing the quarantine TTS, uh, so tabletop simulator mm-hmm. tournaments on the tabletop simulator. Um, like we have this, uh, like the uh, after and before the Greek camera, we always we have these uh, Warhammer tournaments, uh, which which I'm part of the uh, team we organize. Uh, there's a Discord target priority, uh, which basically um, um, has taken the place of the big forum. Like there's no internet forum you, people use anymore. Everyone goes to the Discord and all these new content, content creators. This all kind of happened in the last two or three years, I would say. And during quarantine, uh, it has gathered a lot of interest uh, of new people coming in. 
there are people who don't even know what had was was what was before uh corona in the scene they don't know oh there was tournaments back then um and i feel there's a there's a there's a growing interest uh, but i have no idea how, how much uh, how many people are there i can say that like we we had a ranking of like this like this one national ranking i think we had like 500 people who like had a had an entry in it so that means okay. they at least went to one tournament that was before corona so so I don't know you, how what now. I, yeah, I, I we, see it's mm -hmm. growing because the tournaments are getting bigger. We had maybe two big tournaments uh, in 2019, and now we already have uh, five announced. Right. So, yeah. so in the sorry, Joker, just one one quick question. Mm -hmm. In the pre-show, uh, Fred, you 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 gave me a list of uh, the German tournaments that are going to take place for example you also have a bunch of, of ones that have already taken place so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll change this question a little bit and maybe i'll ask you know when you organize a tournament you know how many people you expect in the previous tournaments that took, mm -hmm. took place was the turnout actually what you expected and was the were those all the time the same people or were there new people coming no there's there are definitely new people who came right. came to it uh came joined the scene in the last few years and people are actually crazy right now if you put your tournament online and it's um it's a two-day tournament people drive to your place through the whole uh, country right now it's it's crazy i'm a bit afraid like i hope it doesn't it doesn't stop like after it's just some trend but right now um, maybe you have also you know the the um, the Baltic Cup in Kiel, which has been running for or some years, like five or six years. I don't really remember, but uh, they they used to be the biggest tournament, and then they they were on hold for now with Corona three years, I think, and they just put it online onto the tabletoptournaments.net. They didn't even make they didn't make announcement on social media. They didn't make a YouTube video. They nothing but immediately like over 100 people just paid paid to get the entry fee like immediately got there so they really uh, want to go and i think it's it's growing and it's big and uh, i think we still have some place for you guys you should come over yeah i think this is the intention of this podcast as well so uh, we'll try to mm -hmm. somehow get people to come joker you but had you a also sorry you need to give me a list of polish tournaments which i can also hand out to oh German you can count people. on us you can okay. count on us. We will, good, we will, good, good. we will do that. Uh, Joker, I, I guess you had a question. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to talk about those tournaments. Fred has kindly uh, sent over the majors announced in 2022, and yeah, I mean, if that's if there is an expectancy of like 180, 240 players, and you've just said that over 100 people already paid for that Baltic Cup, then it seems like yeah, the scene's growing and. Uh, there are quite a lot of people um, playing, so that's definitely more than we have. So that's pretty cool. By the way, there's in Baltic Cup, it's now 180 people who paid. That's pretty cool. We're we're jealous <laughs> because it's it's very hard to get that many people uh, in Poland to come and be in one place. What's the but, biggest tournament in in Poland? It depends if uh, it's singles or teams, because I think uh, they don't really compare. So if that's from from attendance, from attendance perspective, it's always the Polish team championship. So uh, it was like the third event uh, after Corona last mm -hmm. year, and we've had uh, 130 people, if I'm not mistaken, and that was also the attendance uh, the last time we've had that before Corona. So in 2019, we also had 130 people, 
but uh, I'm expecting that this year we're going to get more because uh, even single events are getting more and more mm -hmm. people coming in because this year we've uh, had 60 people in Warsaw for the first GT of the year. Now we've got another event in Krakow in March and 80 people are signed up. So it's filled to the brim. Uh, nice. There are as many people as the venue can take in so far. So that's really good. It's it's really uh, positive. So before Corona, I can say that also 130, that was like the maximum for uh, the long time in Germany. So this was like the, that was just this was the highest. And now we are already topping it, at least from people who uh, are paying for the tickets right now. So I can't help but ask the question. Uh, and Fred, you're you're uh, a much better player than than myself. Uh, so you will be, I'm sure. So you will be the the right person to to answer that. And Joker, you can tune in as well. Would you guys say that what you just said, the amount of players, the ever-growing amount of players, is a testament to the game, the meta, being in a good place? Or is it that the tournament organizers are putting more effort in? Wh which one is it? <laughs> I don't know what to say to this. Is the meta in, the good in a good place? <laughs> it was supposed to be one of the later questions, but uh, the meta is weird. It's super weird. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it. I think the the ninth edition game is becoming better, and the game is becoming better and better in general. And the ninth, I think the ninth edition is fantastic. The missions are great. The new books are all fun to play, and the models are beautiful, and 3D printers are great, and all this <laughs> stuff. And uh, and the internet has yeah hail the internet and so on. Uh, the game is more accessible than ever, but yeah, I mean it's super weird because like every every new codex, every new book that comes out is basically just a beta version of it. And uh, I could give you a whole speech uh, about why like everything needs to be digital, and but that's 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 boring. Obviously, everyone knows that. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think there's just so many stuff that's going on. That the game, the game in general is great. That's what bringing people to the tournament and all this con and all the content creation, all the content creation. You can watch uh, competitive Warhammer on YouTube all day, all long. Don't pay a single penny for it. You can learn the game. You can see watch um, live streams from Las Vegas Open. Like I, like I have a compare like for international standards, like a super tiny YouTube channel. And we just put uh, like made a like a restream of the AVO stream, and we just double our viewership because I just put like a, some Sunday like LVO and people immediately watch and tune in there because they are like, wow, okay, this is this is happening. This is a great stuff. This is cool stuff. And uh, I think it's I think it's very exciting. But of course, from a competitive standpoint, it's really weird, and uh, we are just we shouldn't be beta testing this crap. Okay, yeah, sorry. No, don't be sorry. That's you know, we always welcome a rant. So. <laughs> uh, that's always good. Seems to be our thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard that. I heard that's a topic here. So <laughs> it is. So you know, knock yourself out. If, if there is anything that you want to rant about, you're welcome. Um, yeah. But onto the you know the questions that I that I wanted to ask. Um, again, you've mentioned before we started this that um, Germany does, that Germany doesn't really have like a fixed 
team, right? That, that there are not many players who have the ETC slash WTC experience. So I understand that most players specialize in the singles meta and not not particularly in the uh, team composition meta. Do you see that as added value or as an issue maybe? No, I think, think it's a huge issue that we don't have any team tournaments anymore. Maybe there was one small one here, one another small one there. Um, I don't know when... There, there was a time where we had very big team tournaments with 140 people uh, in Germany or so, and it really ran out of fashion. I don't know why. I can't really say. I think it has to do has to do a lot with maybe some individual club stopped organizing the tournaments, and then no one else does it because it's it's just so much so much work. Um, yeah, I hope I hope it can get uh, bigger again. Um, I don't know. I feel like the how I don't know how is it in 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 Poland. I had the impression that it's more of a bigger circle surrounding the team, maybe because already the scene is a bit smaller in Germany. Oh, there's there's so much going on about okay, there's different scenes in the German scenes, and some people don't like each other, and there's some gossip here, and someone like had a bad game with this guy, and then the other had a bad bang, a bad game with this guy, and then then they all don't like each other anymore, and then. Uh, uh, you know this. Like as I said at the beginning, the the team is just the players, and the players just want to play. And then they also kind of like uh, set a, set together a team that they want to go with to this tournament. It basically like any other tournament. Actually, there had there was has been a comment uh, when we in 2019 first talked about sponsoring. Someone said like, uh, why should a company uh, uh, finance my hobby? And but the idea was, wait, we are not just doing your hobby. We are like being the national team. We are like representing the scene. So this is like where we all want to go to. But if it's if the national team is just a hobby of eight people, then like then there's right at least 400 other people who are not part of this hobby. So they are maybe also not that dedicated to be be part of this team because they are not the friends with them or whatever. And uh, yeah. I hope I don't know if I answered the question, yeah, but did. there's definitely not enough interest in teams, and it's definitely not an advantage that we have uh, fewer teams. I think the uh, the teams, the team, if there's many team organ team tournaments, then people would maybe be more interested in that, and I'm trying to change that a little bit. Hi guys, it's Tweak and Joker. And uh, we want to say sorry because at this point we needed to take a short break, a short technical break. Um, but uh, you know, every cloud's got a silver lining, so we will use this uh, this little break for some announcements that we wanted to make anyway, but we forgot at the beginning of the episode. So the first thing is uh, we wanted to let you know that the Polish national team is organizing uh, a bunch of auctions to support uh, people in the Ukraine and some charity organizations that are supporting them. And these actions have already collected about 450,000 Polish uh, złote or PLN, which is an amazing amount. It's more than 100,000 euros right now with all only like geek related merchandise and, and, and topics. So the Polish national team has gathered some announcements from, from the Polish players who are willing to sell their armies uh, auction their armies so that money could be delivered to people in need. 
uh, and we will place some links to those uh, auctions um, in the video description. So if you want to support the cause or you just want a cool army at a reasonable price, then please do check out those armies because you can you can you can help uh, with this topic. So so that was announcement number one. Please make sure that you check out the link uh, in the video description. And the second announcement is um, our guest Fred uh, provided us with a list of uh, tournaments that will be taking place in Germany in the near future, and we just wanted to let you know about them and uh, to provide you some info on where more info could be found. So I'll just list the, the, the tournaments uh, now and in a moment Joker will do the same for uh, the upcoming tournaments in Poland and then uh, we will move on to the rest of the show. So the, mo the, the, the most, the, the nearest upcoming tournaments in Germany would be a hundred player tournament uh, called Firebug Alliance Open 2022. This will take place on the 16th of, of April and you can find the link to register for that and you know the, the rules back and so on in the video description. Another one is a massive 180 players Baltic Cup 8 that will take place on the 7th of May. Um, again, link in the description. Another one, 240 players um, Air 40K 2022 on the 18th of November, so there's still time <laughs> to uh, register for that, but a link in the description. And then one more, uh, the 140 players uh, Hanseatic Alliance Open in Bremen on the 30th of September. And again, please check out the link in the description. Uh, some amazing tournaments. Uh, we will do whatever we can to bring as many Polish players as possible to those, but it would be awesome to see you guys there as well. So give them a look. And now moving on to Joker to talk about the Polish tournaments. Yeah, so we've also got a number of tournaments coming up. And uh, obviously we want to expand to the rest of Europe and uh, have awesome players from different countries coming in. So uh, we've got a number of events announced. First of which uh, comes at the end, at the last weekend of March. Uh, that is uh, the tournament's named Arena, and it's happening in Krakow. Uh, unfortunately, that is sold out at the moment. So there will be 80, it's an 80 player singles event, which I think will be the new record high attendance for a singles event in our country, which is amazing and uh, very exciting. After that, uh, on the 7th and 8th of May, there will be a doubles tournament in Katowice, but uh, the rules pack isn't available yet. After that, uh, first weekend of June, 4th and 5th, we have the Warsaw Team Championship. So that will be a five-man team event happening in Warsaw, 2,000 points. And uh, yeah, the rules pack's already out. Uh, it's in English, so anyone can read it. And uh, apparently there is space for 40 teams, so that's 200 people. Uh, so yeah, make sure you come into this one uh, because obviously it's probably easier to go to a team event uh, far away rather than a singles event because you could just get along with a couple of friends and go and play. After that, we have on the last weekend of June, we have a 2000 point singles event in Bitgush that uh, can welcome 150 players. And uh, after that, we'll have uh, 
I think there will be some events in, in July as well, but I'm not 100% sure. But two weeks after the WTC, and during the last week in the August, I will be organizing the Tri-City Heresy, uh, which is an event that's been ongoing for a couple of years back. But I am hoping to do that as a three-day event this time around, uh, playing six or seven rounds. So that should be a novelty in, in Poland. And I hope uh, that anyone who's listening to this can make it and uh, yeah, be part of of history in the making, if you will. So I'm hoping to house 100 players and uh, confirming the venue tomorrow. After that, I'll start working on the rules pack and obviously I will plan to do lots and lots of coverage about that event on the podcast here. And last but not least, on the 17th and 18th of September, we should be having the Polish team championship, also in Bydgoszcz. So two tournaments in Bydgoszcz this year, which apparently has spots for 30 teams of five players. So also feel most welcome to attend any of the aforementioned events. And before I go, or before we go to carry on with the show, I just like to add to the Ukrainian course. Uh, Team Poland has been doing an amazing job uh, gathering all sorts of uh, materials to auction off. And we also want to contribute, but we need to iron out some ideas and you'll be hearing about them in the next episode. All right. Thank you for that, Joker. And now back to our wonderful interview with Fred. And here come the rants. And we're back. Uh, so jumping straight into the next question, Fred, uh, tell us please, what factors do you take into account when assembling the team? What plan have you got? If you're willing to share some light on it, of course. Yes, I would love to. So for this year, we have put together a council uh, of four people. Uh, which um, I hope will be able to choose uh, the eight players from the from all the people who applied, and um, these are people who follow the scene a lot, are known by uh, I guess everyone who is also somehow part of the scene and follows anything or any Discord chat, and um, yeah, and also maybe our representative a bit for the broader um for the different scenes i would say because uh, as i said before because germany's the scenes are separated and um if it's only like four people coming from berlin uh, who are all fred's friends then maybe this would not um, make much sense and there would be strong bias um yeah and their job is to to find uh, the eight players um i they don't really have um um, like any any pre uh, predetermined uh, things that they have to take into, into account, they need to uh, figure out uh, as one voice what what these what who are the, uh, the eight players uh, are supposed to be. But if I personally, of course, can say what my factors would will be because I'm also part of the council um, when choosing the team, and I think. First, I think about the team composition. How well does the player fit into a team? How 
do the different players I think are good um, in with different factions uh, fit together. Um, that I think is the first thing. And to be honest, there's also a bit like this for me, this politics and representation uh, topic because. Uh, as I said before, I don't think the the team is only like the hobby of eight persons anymore, but more that's the national team. It's supposed to represent the scene, and um, and it's supposed to help the competitive scene grow and people give them more motivation. They want to be like more active, more more determined, more to do more training, go to more tournaments. So maybe they also can be part of the. Um, this national team and represent. So this is also a factor for me. So I, I wish to have maybe some good diversity in the team and um, maybe players rather with good reputation than bad reputation. But this is only my personal factors. I also can't, can't uh, take into account the whole topic of um, about different factions and so on. This is something else I would say. Okay, so like yeah, when you mentioned the factions, mm-hmm. will you be looking at what is, for example, top of the meta right now, and then you will try to find players who fit into that, who play those armies? Or will you more look at the players and their skill set and their armies that they play, and if they are good, reliable, strong, you're going to take them independently of what is meta right now? Mm-hmm. So as, as I said before, um... This is only my my own uh, opinion. The, mm-hmm. Each council member has maybe has has, has their own um, uh, method, and we will come together and uh, present uh, as, as unified what we think is the best uh, team. Uh, but I personally think uh, you can you can really first go by players because if it if someone's a good player, they can play different armies in their playstyle. They maybe not able to play all armies or not play certain armies in a playstyle that may be better um, than what is their playstyle like. Um, but I think I would definitely go with first, okay, see who are the maybe, usually it's like four people maybe who are really good player. They have played different armies over the season, I would say, and you can see what, what they can do with it. And then then take a look and are we ha- are we having the good armies with us? Because... Um, while I somehow naively think <laughs> if you just have the best players, you can just pick any army and we can even bring, I don't know, uh, Chaos Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually there's this Chaos Space Marine builds. And if there's a really good player who has been playing that, I think that can be very valuable to the team. But obviously if it's not already like the by four top picks of the players, there's no one playing Chaos Space Marines, and then there's someone else playing maybe Chaos Space Marines and hasn't like hasn't performed that well, or I don't think this is the best player ever. Um, then I would first think, okay, but uh, do should we choose? I don't know, uh, like Custodes. If we haven't had Custodes in, then probably it's better for the team to have a Custodes player in there. Right. And maybe if we um, uh, don't have a Custodes player, but maybe one of the the top players can play Custodes, we can switch around a bit. I think that's always important that you somehow make sure that, uh, like, I think someone can bring uh, play, uh, no, score a lot of points, uh, maybe with Space Marines, and then let someone else who is maybe not le- less experienced, let them score points with Custodes, and then the skill level will maybe uh, gap the power level mm-hmm. of the armies, if that yeah. makes sense. 
does. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that's very revolutionary or anything, but just I think that's no, it's yeah. it's, it's just makes perfect sense. So yeah, that probably that that's the the right way to go. And uh, did you have any sparrings already? So we mentioned before that that you will be looking at TTS results and so on. So has you know the let's say have the candidates for Team Germany played any sparrings already, and how did they go? Yeah, so the last sparring we had was against you guys in spring 2021. Okay. How so did no. that go? Because I, w- I don't know. <laughs> no, we didn't have any sparrings recently because we, the, the team was like non-active. Everyone was playing single-player uh, most of... So nothing at all? Nothing uh, of 2021. We are having our first uh, Germany versus Germany sparring actually this weekend. Uh, and if you want to watch it, you can watch some of the like 16 people who have been part of the, the team Germany for or want to be uh, part of the team or just want to support and be part of the sparring. Uh, actually, this weekend, Sunday, uh, the, 20, uh, the 13th of March in the Target Priority Discord, there will be a Discord stream. We want to like we want to bring we do, we're going to do a sparring and just want to give give it a go and everyone can watch what they want. Okay. I don't know if this reaches anyone, but maybe. Do you so know what armies you are bringing for this for this weekend? Um, so there's definitely custodies. <laughs> there's there's mm-hmm. turnets. There's there's actually necrons. Necrons are like really trending right now because everyone thinks, oh wow, if you just spam as many destroyers as possible, then it's actually an army. Um, surprisingly, very few uh, Eldari, just one Eldari, one Drukari. Um, GC, two, we have two GC. So, um, yeah, first we were expecting if we do the sparing, everyone's just going to show up with their single player armies. But if, but after we told them, yeah, but you know, it's a team tournament, everyone kind of switched armies and now we're kind of quite diverse, I would say, yeah. Okay, so um, how, so you're doing the whole thing, right, with the pairing process first and just seeing how it's going to go, or have you got some matchups uh, decided already that you just want to see how they pan out or how the respective players um, manage in those? Oh, I think this this sounds this is more for advanced people like you guys. We are at the beginning of doing this TTS internally, so we just gonna uh, we just randomly send uh, put these sixteen people into two teams mm-hmm. uh, and uh, made sure that the the factions don't uh, double in each team. And um, now we're gonna bring uh, the people who haven't been part of this process. We're we gonna basically brief them on Friday, and we're gonna. To uh, match up expectation Excel sheets, the fun part of mm-hmm. Warhammer, yeah. uh, with them, <laughs> and then and then we're just gonna do a real pairing, yeah, just just like uh, in a real t- team tournament to give everyone the feeling for it, and so on. Yeah, um, I don't know. Is that is that something you're supposed to do? Do you guys do that? You um, uh, make proper, like, see if. I don't know. This guy can defend against all these armies. Yeah, Joker, uh, you should have that experience, right? So tell us. No, not really. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's also a boot camp this weekend, and uh, I think that uh, 
have to check because I haven't been following it too much and unfortunately I can't attend myself but I think that one day the guys are doing something uh, akin to what you plan to do on Sunday so mm -hmm. they split into eight-man teams and then just pair up and play games and then I think on the Sunday they use the um, team selectors uh, sometimes just paired up different people against each other exactly just to see how the pairing plays out or how that player handles you know a difficult pairing or can they actually uh, you know max out the points in a pairing that should be estimated mm -hmm. uh, you know dark green or something like well 17 plus points you know that sounds great yeah so, so um, joker when you were playing um ireland for example, mm -hmm. on TTS. Did you also have to go through that? Did you have to, you know, estimate uh, like how you are going to perform against your opponent's armies? Because you yeah. were part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, of course, of course we did the, the fun part as Fred said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well it's, it's it's deeply necessary. And also if people do it, you can you can like as for choosing the, the the players as a council member or even as a like maybe captain or whatever or who someone has a responsible position in the team you can learn so much about the players because you learn if someone is able to estimate how their matchup is going to be you're you're going to learn if the person is able to like maybe point out what's what are the factors like the variables like he's going to say oh I need some forests or I need this map or something. Or if he's just going to say, oh, yeah, this is a bad matchup. Or, um, and also, if the person is actually doing the fucking, sorry, uh, the fucking pairing table or not, if you have to keep shouting at the guy, hi, we want to do the pairing 10 minutes ago, where's your estimations? We cannot do it because these people, you cannot, you don't need them in the team. Yeah, sorry, that's my rant. Yay, we have a rant. <laughs> Objective, you know, accomplished. And there's still space for rants in the next questions. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, so um, what, what, what was up next? Jeez, uh, I got lost. Oh, yeah, I, I was looking forward to this one. S sorry, what, what was that? Is that the terrain one? Uh, yes, I think it is the terrain one. So what do you think of the current terrain layouts of the current WTC maps? Yeah, so first I think on the positive side, just having many terrain, uh, many ruins, it's great, makes the game interesting, it's much more dynamic than having just these huge boxes as in the, um, double, uh, the US Open layout, you know, this you have like these four mm -hmm. giant 12 by 12 uh, area terrain ruins, which are ridiculous. Uh, it's much more fun, and it's also a, it it gives you decent uh, loss uh, side blocking uh, terrain, unlike maybe some other tournaments, which we don't complain about now. Um, but it's also somehow ridiculous. It's from a TO uh, point of view, it's so many so much terrain. And uh, like right now, like just just a week ago, we made a tournament with uh, 25 sets with WCT terrain from made of uh, MDF, like this pressed wood stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and it's so much terrain and how this uh, it's great but how are you we how can this be the future how can this be we want we want bigger terrain uh, bigger, bigger tournaments bigger tournaments and um i don't see how this can be the way to be honest i think we we will need to go in somehow use more of the obscuring terrain feature we need more area terrain which is somehow blocking line of sight but not really needs to be a rune or something like this um i'm really i'm really looking forward actually if there's maybe a us open 2022 layout maybe they, they learned a lot maybe there's going to be maybe I, I can imagine something like having the w2c and the us open somehow be combined and maybe we get something new um yeah so this is maybe about this in general and then if you look closely the whole table is dense holy shit what's this <laughs> I mean, I understand they want to they want to somehow balance the game, and I'm I'm totally for it. I really like. Uh, I think that uh, the terrain uh, is one of the very few things which we as TOs can use to balance the game, and maybe that's maybe even the only thing we should use to to tweak the the game balance. But it's yeah, it's weird because like orcs cannot shoot at all in this this terrain setups, and certain armies with full rewards, ignore modifier, whatever, they don't even care. That's yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, that's true. But it seems like it's more of an issue about the respective armies rather than the terrain layouts itself. What do you mean for for spe uh, specific armies? It's a it's a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean that some of them get full rerolls and everything, and others don't. So that kind of seems like more of an issue on the army levels rather than than on the terrain. I don't know if if you'd agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, uh, full rewards should be should go, and also it's so stupid that some armies have uh, a special which says, "Oh, you get dense." cover over 12 inches and then some other some other data sheet says oh but you get minus one to hit like how can we not streamline this shit that's yeah yeah, yeah. and then then i feel that like to be honest i think uh, the the terrain rules are shit in ninth edition that's really really bad and i don't know when we're gonna get good ones i don't know yeah we probably not in season uh, i don't know nachmund 2 or whatever Definitely not because they are not. It's already printed, and they don't care about this now. But yeah, so I think the the WCC terrain kind of right now is is very good for what we have, but it's definitely not enough, and we need to need, need some other more practical solution. And maybe it's only really usable, uh, like changeable, if we really change the core rules in the end, or make up our whole own terrain uh, um, rules, which of course is very difficult to do and i hope maybe at once maybe uh, as i said the um, us open thing is gonna um, step up again because already there, there was the us open happened and suddenly wow there was a standard terrain layout and it really i think it helped the competitive scene a lot and yeah maybe i think there's there's still room to improve yeah we'll see if with the new itc season if there's anything going to change on that front so um, yeah, we're getting more into uh, ranting mode, so that <laughs> should allow us to swiftly jump to the next question. So, what do you think of uh, the current release schedule uh, of Codices, the meta creep, the power creep of those, 
and uh, attempts to balance the game and what was the state of the meta? Oh, let's let's put it that way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's beta testing a lot. We are testing the new codices. Um, but I have like uh, yeah, I think two things I really want to say to that. So the first thing is uh, obviously the woods need to be digital. Please, please, finally, GW do it. And we don't need to um, play with words that are six months old because they needed to go through this process. Uh, that's ridiculous. Even by standards of uh, business, they need to like I don't know, sell us stuff piecemeal, piece uh, piecemeal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, thing is because we have words which uh, um, uh, publications which are somehow unfinished. Um, that. And then they they include broken roots, and with broken I don't mean they're uh, overpowered. I mean stuff like truck boys not being able to go into trucks, or uh, players not having the core keyword, or I don't know bodyguards crisis uh, blocking long strike and so on. Mm -hmm. Like this stuff is obviously like yeah, this is like there's, there's someone did a typing error or something. Um, and I think, and I'm a big, um, um, what's the right word? I, I really want to advocate that that TOs need to step up and do something about it. Don't play with these broken words. Just say what is in these cases reasonable and set, set it. Yeah, just put it as early in your rules pack as possible, so everyone knows about it, and then they can they can um, go accordingly. Um, I've been running with other people the these the German TTS tournaments, like German TTS tournament series, the Warhammer tournaments, and in a TTS it's very different. Like I think TTS and, uh, and, and analog tournaments have so much in common, and you don't need to always like say that they're different. But what's really different for the tournament setting is that you don't have the hobby lag. You don't have the problem that you need to produce the army or something. So when we do a tournament which is supposed to start at the beginning of March. And just one, at the, like in the last week of February, some uh, even rules are just leaked. Like, but sometimes you can find like the whole the whole uh, PDF online or whatever. People want to play that, and and the people want to play that. And also uh, the TTS tournaments they last uh, always like three weeks or even longer. So you cannot some, somehow you have the situation you cannot wait for uh, the. An official release or something. Yeah, official release and uh, the the FAQ and so on. So what we have been doing in the in the Warhammer tournaments, we sometimes we reschedule like a week or two, so at least give the like at least wait for the official release and, but then like start a, like a week later or even on the day later or something. But what we always do is we make a tournament FAQ, like we. I don't know. Like we, we people we say people send us all your questions and they ask, can my truck boys go into a truck? And we said, yes, of course your truck boys can go into a truck. Can uh, um, can the bodyguards block a long strike? No, of course they cannot, and so on. And we we have been doing that, and um, I have been also in contact with some other TOs from um, from Germany or um, from from UK or US, and um, with just like a little bit uh, talking with each other. I think we always came up with a solution with what's the, what's the most reasonable, uh, reasonable, and 
I hope I'm not wrong on that. Uh, like some, if someone, if it is, uh, please someone correct me. But I, I think every ruling we have made later, the G, the FAQ has um, um, confirmed, because we're not doing rulings like, okay, crises are broken, we need to fix the crisis, because this is obviously not going to be FAQ, or we don't know what. But uh, there are so many things you can see, which are uh, stupid, and then you just do it. I don't think we need to play a broken game to. Like on just like maybe on this basic level, maybe the the balance is still broken. If you can play, if you need to play, uh, pay. Uh, what's the cost of a crisis with a drone again? Like sixty two points for for, oh for crisis with three guns, <laughs> a shield generator, and a drone, which is completely ridiculous. Of course, this is broken, and and I don't I feel we cannot change this. Um, but we can change that long strikes being blocked by by bodyguards, and I think we really should do that. And um, and uh, yeah. So uh, that's and now I'm asking because I really don't know. Uh, there is going to be a WTC FAQ as well. Right? Yeah, there's already. It's yeah, it's huge. But okay, so I, I thought that I saw maybe even today or yesterday I, I saw Pumba. Uh, say that he is waiting for the official WTC FAQ. So I thought it was not out yet, uh, especially about like you know new armies. Joker, do you know anything about that? It's just not been updated. There, there was supposed to be an update two weeks ago, but uh, well, apparently it's it's still uh, in the works. Okay. So do you, as captains, uh, interim captains, captains, representatives mm -hmm. of your of your country? Uh, do you contribute to that FAQ, or is it something that Tom Adriani or I don't know Neil or someone they just write this on their own? <laughs> Actually, like? we wrote uh, like a tournament FAQ for how to not um, block uh, assault uh, melee from ruins, and then uh, they just took it and put it into the. Uh, the TGW WC FAQ. Okay, so they listen. They listen. Yeah, they listen. Of course, and every everyone, every captain can has been there in the in the Discord chat or whatever with them, and they can contribute. Of course, mainly it's done just by by themselves, and they just need to handle so many things. So I, I mean, I. I have a lot of things bad to say about the WCC things, but I have my, they have my full understanding because there's so much stuff to handle. And they, they, I mean, they are the WTC, so they have all the different scenes complaining to them and everyone asking questions. And I mean, I had some, uh, we were actually trying to, uh, we wanted to use uh, for our analog tournament, the, the WTC FAQ, and then someone actually dropped because they said, I don't want to read uh, 37 uh 37 pages of FAQ just to go to the tournament. And I can completely understand this guy because, of course, there are, there are entries in this FAQ which are uh, not necessarily FAQ worthy, but have been uh, asked to the uh, WCTO multiple times and then they, they somehow find their way in. Um, yeah, um, so this this way we can uh, this way people can contribute. Uh, there's also the official way, obviously, and as maybe you are pointing more to that. That um, officially every um, every entry can be uh, like changed 
or uh, new, uh, newly included if enough captains or interim captains or like representatives of the company, of the country, uh, of the nation, as I say, um, uh, vote for it. So mm -hmm. uh, somehow it is the, the FAQ by all the captains, but somehow it's also not because um, not uh, the whole year everyone is so uh, busy with this. My impression is that actually you guys are maybe people who know the most about actually what's in the FAQ. And I, I'm honest, like I don't know all the entries of the FAQ. Like I maybe what it, where it runs and then always look through some updates, but I couldn't tell you what if if this is in the FAQ. I would always need to need to double check again because it's so big and um, yeah. And changing all the time. For and it's changing all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it's, it's there's some weird there's some weird uh, rulings in there too. And I think um, certain um, like for example, there's this this ruling on you cannot um, do the what's this called um, like reanimation protocol conga lining onto objectives or just around the table with Necrons. And I think this is from the beginning of ninth edition when Necron was one of the new armies and it felt very abusive to suddenly have Necron warriors move 10 inches towards you. And I have been playing mainly on the TTS tournaments where we have we used this FAQ, this FAQ. So it has never been an issue. I always like to, from this FAQ, you can only uh, reanimate models in currency with models that has already have already been there at the beginning of the phase. So you can never really make um, move uh, closer than base plus two inches. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then also at the analog tournaments I played, I never played Necrons because Necrons really quickly became not meta anymore and uh, people didn't play it that much. So, and recently I, I played against Necrons and also I looked into the FAQ uh, or like the, the rules as written um, situation and I noticed well it's actually not that bad and Necrons are actually in a terrible shape anyways so I think this is totally outdated right now and mm -hmm. I don't think we need that and I wish I wish the FAQ would be so much smaller and maybe more rules as written as as it is today yeah but it's a difficult, difficult thing uh, to juggle, and definitely, I can. I mean, they're doing this for their tournament, and they keep saying that and keep saying that, and they're totally right about it. Because you're not going to make a tournament, uh, you're not going to make a FAQ for the whole world, because no one's. You're only going to get going to get shit for it. No one's going to appreciate it. They all, all, everyone's just going to complain about it. So what's what's your incentive to really do that? And um, they're just making this for their own tournament and. If any captain um, or even team member with any connection to the captain uh, are complain is complaining about the uh, FAQ, then I don't know, just just lobby, just put your work in. Uh, as I said, I, I don't want to brag about it, but we have we have made some uh, suggestions and they have been uh, included and it works. So just I think if everyone puts in good work, then this will improve this thing. It's still, I guess, in a way, the WC is still like a community effort even though it's becoming more and more professional uh with uh, especially with this big step from stop being just a, a 40k part of the etc to becoming the world championship for warhammer uh, 40k um yeah let's let's see how where it goes i mean 
we still don't don't even have a WTC. It's, it's it's that's funny too. We keep talking about WTC, 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 but there is no WTC yet. <laughs> Has never been yet. But uh, of course there will be. <laughs> we will all meet in, in Belgium. But uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting where where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when uh, when Joker was asking that question, he also mentioned you know the the GW's attempts to keep the the game balanced. So so you know there are, there are like different. Uh, groups, the, the WTC people, the US Open people, GW trying to balance the game. What is your uh, attitude towards the the latest GW's idea of the data slate? And they've released two. Mm. The first one. Well, one and a half. One and a half, yeah. <laughs> That's probably more proper to say. But do you think it's that the right way to go and the, the frequency that they announced that it's going to happen quarterly? Is this something that you would expect or is this too often or maybe too infrequent <laughs> somehow the first image that comes into my mind is this meme of this guy putting like the sticky stuff on this walk water, water tank then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going over right <laughs> that's the that's the balance data slate yeah okay that speaks volume <laughs> uh but i think it's great i mean it's just think why isn't everything else just a pdf you know just like when 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 I saw this um, online, I w it was completely unexpected, and I was like running around my flat, like grinning, uh, happy. And my my girlfriend was like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "They did it. They just made a PDF that fixes the game. Like, how how can this be so difficult? Finally, please do it. Please more. Give me. I want it weekly." Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that 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 guy on YouTube who does videos who that that show how easy stuff can be done very easily and then he goes like oh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly what we want that's exactly what we need and they show that they can do it um yeah. they even show i i heard that gw released i can't remember what it was um some i think it was chapter approved they released it in france and then they translated it into french and the translation was so bad that as an apology they issued a new version in a PDF file for free. So you can do it, GW. Yeah. You know how to do it. Just start fucking doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, just, it's just like, it. the, like the rules, uh, not the rules, uh, the latest chapter approved, the Nachmund. That's a PDF. This is, this is, it's, I mean, it is. Okay, I want to count this now. See, this is, uh, so we have nine missions because no one plays incursion. Okay, so we have 18 <laughs> pages. Okay. And then we have, okay, content, content we don't need. The better ready is just a copy. Okay, then we have one, two, three, four. Okay, four is for the pre-game stuff. And then, yeah, then we have the secondaries, which also reprint of the, the stuff that was in the in the right rough. Okay, but what we have four, uh, six, eight, nine. So nine, so this is 27 pages. This can be a PDF. The, the, the FAQ is longer than this now. The sure. rare rules FAQ, I think, is longer than the Nachmond data content. Probably this is wrong, but the rare rules FAQ is ridiculously long. And I was, this, you guys make me rant so much. Uh, I was honestly expecting when I ordered the Nachmond data, uh, Nachmond Warzone, whatever, uh, uh, chapter approved, Grand Tournament 2021, Season 1 book, um, that they include the rules. I did. Like they did in the two previous ones, which yes. was actually nice to have in a yes. little book, not in that 
huge thing home. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? You know what? What I also expected. I expected. Hmm. It has been two years now, and you know we have a roots, a rare roots FAQ, which is now. I don't know. I have to scroll through it to find stuff, like or even like scrolling doesn't use, work anymore. You have to use search until you find like the multiple things where they talk about how they change deployment or what the fuck. Um, and I thought maybe they will include this in the new printed roots, just as like some other um, website does in the internet, something like this. Um, <laughs> but no, they don't. So I was pretty disappointed and thought, what the yeah, what the hell? Why they do this? This is it's ridiculous that they uh, don't put this out online. Um, but of course, yeah, I guess there are other reasons. Uh, but it's getting better. I'm very positive. I'm very positive that they 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 did this now, and I think it's good. And I don't know what's the right right cycle if it should be like every quarter or every half a year or something. I just think it's good that they do it. That I think it was a big step because really I didn't think they would do it. I didn't think they would say, okay, we just release something and you can can use that. Um, but there's there's a, there's a big downside. I don't know if if that's also something that's relevant in your scene or if you have talked about this before, uh, because for our, uh, us as really competitive players and who are like, I mean, we're, we're doing a podcast right now. So we are like following all the new stuff all the time and know when things are happening. But there are so many like kind of competitive players, but they maybe don't have all the time. They just want to, they, they know the game. I like, I have friends who have played for a long time, but it's hard for them to keep up with all the stuff that's happening. So in a way, like the, the balance data slates also bad for them because they take the codex, they take the new Nachmon thing they bought and uh, then they take the old uh, chapter proof because this this Nahmon thing doesn't include rules. And I mean, they're already having three three books, and then they come to a game and they want to play, and you tell them, oh no, actually your list is illegal because of this PDF online. Yeah, yeah this is also document invalidated your book. That you yeah, yeah, this is of course of course it's stupid, but they need to they need to find a solution how to make this better and how to get uh, these people. And um, when we have all these patches. Uh, which I think is great for the competitive scene. It's really difficult to 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 keep people um, knowing what 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 all the things are. And I have I have people asking me uh, too that they said, oh, so the new Kraftwerk Codex is out. Do you think I should start playing now or in three months? <laughs> and to be honest, like if you are like you have to you have to think what you want. If you want to be part of this meta chasing madness of okay, I'm gonna print my 15 crisis and going to throw them at you, then yeah, you need you take the codex now and you look for the most broken thing and put it out there. But in three months, probably your book is going to change. And it could be that you cannot play nine void weavers. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. No one knows. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so that's, 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 that's a really, that's why I said it's really weird because it's a really weird situation that we want the updates we want everything to be like as uh, as current as possible, but by that we also make everything super unstable. And because we are not playing a video game where you can just uh, like you can just choose. Oh, no, today I'm not going to play orcs. I'm going to play Dukari. Just choose a different faction in the like loading screen. But you have to buy and paint and build all the stuff, and then you are suddenly also get attached because you painted and all this shit. Then. 
um, it's weird because, um, yeah, I wouldn't advise anyone to buy nine, nine void reverse now. Yeah, and uh, this also implies, I guess, that the, the the entry threshold into the hobby right now. And I'm not even touching the topic of finance, but like the the, the entry level mm. of rules is so high that you know for a new player to come into the game, if they want to start playing competitively, <laughs> they need to buy a book on top of another book and then have a PDF and another PDF and a data yeah, slate. Yeah. And so it's just so confusing right now. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree and I understand. And also if, if they are competitively minded and maybe also have played before, so they they understand the the, the, the core concept of Warhammer and, and maybe they don't know all the armies and so on or don't know like the, 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 tr the tricks and maybe not the best at secondary picking or whatever. Um, if they play and then they face nine Void Reavers or 15 Crisis or so on, like the advice, there's, there's not really real advice you can give someone uh, if they are playing just their favorite faction except for okay yeah you're gonna lose and maybe in three months you won't then you're gonna have a chance yep. and this is also like feels weird for players i think i mean of course if yeah as i said if you are really good then you can also win with some other low tier faction against nine void weavers and so on but if you're just some average player and play against someone ever else it's going to be a big uh, uh, uphill battle yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so um listen we we, we will slowly be uh, driving this to uh, this conversation to an end but i wouldn't be myself if i didn't ask uh, you've mentioned custodies you've mentioned necrons that are quite popular which other armies would you now consider to be part of the team composition like which ones are worthy uh i've i've listened to some of your episodes you you did a, a fantastic podcast about tyranids for example if anyone who speaks german uh wants to listen to a really good podcast a really good episode go and uh, check out breaking heads uh and and that episode but there are many others so would tyranids make the cut for example i don't know would sisters make the cut cut uh do you have any insight into that maybe uh, I think things, uh, as I said, like things are changing very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like from today, I think sisters are in a very rough uh, position. They have. Um, I, I need to stop it, um, being in just in a single player position uh, perspective. Um, but I think even if it's not only the top armies, then still sisters not that not 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 easy to play. Um, I think Necrons just want to bully someone who is not of the not part of the top three armies right now. And I think the top three armies, I mean, you can also just go by the stats, um, is the Custodes, Tau, and the Turnets. So the okay. Turnets, even without Crushes and but especially with the Crushes and that's it's very, very doable, very good in objective play. Custodes obviously do whatever they want. They're like Harlequins with but in slow, but then otherwise the same. <laughs> they can do what they want <laughs> and they're just very tough. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I heard that you guys, I, I, um, I, sadly couldn't, I sadly couldn't listen to it yet, but I heard you guys reviewed the Eldari Codex and um, 
I think uh, was it typhus going nuts about uh, harlequins? Yes. I think I think the harlequins are nuts, and uh, I don't know who who, who wrote this and. Uh, looks like a fun army to, to take to the next tournament <laughs> if you want to play against the other uh, strong uh, single player um, uh, armies. Um, I think Craftworld, the Azuriani part, is kind of tricky actually. Um, but maybe I just don't know how strong the indirect shooting is yet because um, before the new codex, already this, the indirect shooting was very strong and it still had Doom and Jinx and Expert Crafters and Ignore Cover and everything. Um, but um, my my cal calculation, just like rough in the head, is that actually the the shooting, the indirect shooting is the same as before, but you have so much more tools uh, for all the other stuff. So... I guess the army is better overall, but still not like 15 crisis level. Um, yeah, sounds sounds quite quite difficult um, to really estimate. But it, I could also imagine people are bringing I don't know nine um, what's it called uh, D cannons, which mm -hmm. somehow got cheaper and got more damage. Why I don't know why. And uh, this is very oppressive, but I don't know how they play the mission yet. So right. Um, yeah, someone someone's bringing uh, um, uh, gene stealer code. Actually, mm -hmm. there's two gene code. No, sparing, and also at least one person is going to bring a gene stealer code to an invitational tournament that's going to happen in uh, one and a half weeks at the 19 and 20s, which will basically be the uh, ranking finals invitational tournament. So we call it the German finals. It was the tabletop masters finals before that. And there's a player bringing the GC, and he's actually pretty confident in being able to beat the top armies. So I'm really looking forward to that because I hear in all the statistics, Gene Steeler Court as a mono faction are so un underrepresented. Mm -hmm. Underrepresented. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know yet. I haven't seen it in person yet. I've been so busy organizing stuff. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. a, a space to observe, definitely. Is the thing in Poland we have, I would say that GSC is underrepresented. We have, I, I don't know, I could count maybe with with the help of my five fingers, maybe five players who have been experimenting with them that I know of, maybe fewer. So, But yeah, experimenting or really also playing it at a tournament or in, in despairing? Two playing in sparrings, I think, mm -hmm. maybe three. Mm -hmm. One for sure, because that's his main army. But but other than that, mm, not so much. So yeah, that it's it's definitely underrepresented. And, yeah, but it also yeah. fits. I feel this is a very this is very much a specialized specialist army. Like you, it's hard to pick up just as uh, okay. This is a good build. This is this is the army list that one, and I'm gonna play it right now. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I think I'm... I have a question to you guys. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, what do you think about the uh, um, change of the official factions for the team composition composition in the, the next WTC? Because they just changed with the new Fox, um, Custodes, and Eldari. Now, uh, Sisters and Silence and Custodes are one faction. I mean, not a big surprise there, but. Um, Azoriani, Craftworlds, and Harlequins are also one faction. So the team can only bring two, two pointy ear faction, uh, excluding the orcs in total. <laughs> yeah, 
Joker, your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a bit disappointing, but given that Space Marines are also one book and then <coughs> supplements, uh, it was kind of expected. But I still think that um, Harlequins and the Croft Votes are very much different armies. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing in that regard. Mm. Yep, I also think so, especially that they gave Harlequins the possibility to mix with other armies. And you would expect that you will get the possibility to play for example, Craft Worlds as a, as, a, as one army and Drukari mixed with Harlequins or the other way around, Craft World with Harlequins and then Drukari as a separate one. Um, it, 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 I just don't like this very much. I don't see why, why we would be limiting the possibility to take as much as possible. And as Joker said, it was expected probably based on of how Space Marines are, are being treated. But you just gave people a new toy. You just released a new book. Don't take away that fun from them to be able to bring as many as possible. So I think, as far as I know, I think Tiff was mentioned that, that for the sparrings, at least, mm -hmm. uh, they are still going to allow team compositions of both. So to, to, or to bring both. Mm -hmm. so like one team will be able to bring both Craftworld Eldar and Harlequins for the sake of practicing, simply getting the, the, the reps in and so on. But the final ruling, I don't know if the final ruling is already there or or not, but I think they're going to to try and influence people in the know to to make a just ruling to allow to bring as many armies as possible. Yeah, the, the captains could still overrule this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have very mixed feelings for it because I, I, I think I'm quite biased because I really like Harlequins and I really like Craftword. And I think, um, it was my impression that in the last years, Harlequins really evolved to a, uh, like a, this, its own army. Before that, I always felt it was like a not complete army. People could not play it competitively mono. It would all, always be a single. And now it's like just a cool army you can just play by yourself. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you've seen um, Liam, Liam Wiesel from uh, Team Belgium. He plays great Harlequins and he has also played in our TTS tournament and also in in analog tournaments in, in Utrecht and so on. And I think that's really cool to see people really like just taking the five data sheets and <laughs> doing and so make much. Them work. Yeah, and make them work. That's so great. And and like in my very Eldari biased opinion, uh, like I feel like, oh, I want to have some people like this in the, the WTC. But then like like I just imagine this clown coming there and he's like, oh, I just want to play my five data sheets. And then they're like, you want to take the whole Craftword book away from the team? Are you crazy? You have to include, I don't know, whatever this, like your decanons shit. And I'm like, I wanted to make cool stuff. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But probably the, the Space Mint players uh, are, are like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I definitely do, don't want to have <laughs> Blood Angels and Dark Angels in the same team. <laughs> so yeah, I feel very biased here. Yeah. So that's why if I if I at least can take it, if I I don't want to take it if I have to give it to the others too. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how it works. Uh, uh, there are two sides to this coin. Uh, Joker, do you have any questions? Any anything else that we didn't ask that you might want to know? Um, 
Yeah, I was curious about one thing uh, regarding tournaments themselves. Uh, do you use the WTC differential scoring during singles? Or you just go with win, draw, lose? Ah, that's interesting. Uh, so since the introduction of ITC missions, ITC champions missions in maybe roughly end of 2018, no, end of 2019, I think, um, things have really skewered towards win, lose, draw uh, as the primary scoring. And well, then was Corona and then the ninth edition came. So we basically just took the rules as written. So win, lose, draw as the uh, main metric. And then next, you know, this very simple, just counting your points. Um, and this, I think this is very much the, the, the standard in 99% of all the German tournaments, even, mm -hmm. even the big ones, which I really don't like because I think it's bad to, uh, for the, for the second metric, just count the points because it just gives people like, you know, like, oh, you take your fourth points. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, like after turn three, the game's over anyways. And then everyone just scores their points and is nice to their opponent. I think it's like, it's like a weird game. Um, and. I actually, um, uh, I started at our late, uh, like latest tournament in Berlin. We said we want to have um, win, draw, lose as the first metric, and then take the differential 20 nil scoring as the secondary. Mm -hmm. It's also doing to, I want to make the team tournaments in WC format a bit more visible and attractive, but I also think it's better because I think it's, it's weird if people just play like their single player game. I, I like... Yeah, because it becomes a single-player game often after turn three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you do you guys mainly also use the WTC scoring for like primary scoring? You mean like I mean in the in the in the tournament pairing and and, and placings? Yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, so the primary metric is uh, the twenty nil differential score, and that's been this way uh, as long as I can remember, and it still is now. Um, isn't isn't there any lobby that's saying uh, no one should win? I don't know if they go four one over someone who goes five zero. If yeah, isn't that because we have a big lobby for that? Uh, there are a couple of people who are saying that, but um, it's hard for them to make their opinion heard because they don't attend any of the big tournaments so oh, yeah. in our local <laughs> community there are a couple of guys saying that oh this is stupid how can uh, i win three games and someone wins two and they're first place and i'm second yeah. uh, they have to win three games for us before they can say that <laughs> yeah 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 uh, at, at a big tournament so um that's just that's why it, it's not there isn't really any conversation around that plus you know the polish scene is i would say the competitive scene is like 100 percent devoted to the national team and the wtc it's just so, a huge code so 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 whatever happens here you know if tournaments big tournaments are being organized we follow yeah. the the terrain rules we uh, we we try to mimic WTC as much as possible. So you're slaves to Tom. <laughs> pretty much, pretty <laughs> much, yes. But you know, uh, we all sort of agree that each 
and every single opportunity uh, should be an opportunity where the uh, candidates for the national team mm-hmm. can practice, even if it's singles. So at least to get the the feel of the battlefield and so yeah, on. yeah, I think that's 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 great, and I think that's very important to give people this this uh, this opportunity because at the, at the end, uh, this, the your armies change and your strategy in game change, and the pick of secondary must change, right? Exactly. But uh, I have a follow-up question to that. Is the like I noticed uh, in our tournament, it was only a two-one-day uh, tournament. Um, the first two rounds, we had lots of uh, 20 nils, and I was a bit worried that it's too easy right now. Maybe it's also part of the state of the matter to just get this 50-point differential. Uh, but then in the third round, it got really diverse. Like at all of the top tables, no one made 20 point uh, 20 zero. What's your experience there in even the big tournaments in the like in the current edition? Um, I think that uh, 20 nil is quite rare, to be honest. Uh, with the exception not only at uh, the last big event, we've had uh, custodies almost maxed out. So uh, it was a bit of a different event because we played a smaller points amount. Uh, it was 120,000, oh geez, <laughs> 1,232. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy playing Custodes who's won five games, 20 no, and then got 12 in the other one because mm-hmm. we played six games. But that was a re- that's more of an exception rather than uh, something that's usual, I would say. And if I can add to that, um... I think what, what you are describing, Fred, is expected to to an extent because mm-hmm. you get in the first rounds you get you know that let's say let least well, not least but less experienced players playing the the very best. Yeah. But what so so twenty nils are expected. But then what happens in Poland? Uh, we since the community has also moved to Discord as you said, but before mm-hmm. in, even in forums this used to be a thing. People can and are even encouraged to. Uh, issue challenges to one another oh, so okay. like we have um, a tournament happening like in two weeks in in one of the major cities in Poland and the list of challenges people just you know issuing challenges is like I don't know there are like 20 or, oh, or that's or amazing like yeah so like people just you know the, you pick someone from the, a name from the list and you go like dude do you want to like play against me or something yeah, yeah. Like, so so you can you know sort of pick up pick your poison <laughs> so to say for the first round and then the pool of, of of the remaining players who don't have a challenge obviously shrinks so also the possibility of getting a 20 nil score probably diminishes a little bit mm-hmm. so so this is what we do in poland and i've seen all the majors tournament have like a list of challenges um and it's even you know people from the national team often issuing challenges to one another just so that they can get the reps in so they can play against a really competitive player and check how, themselves. How can I make people do this? Because I think the Germans are way too stiff for that. They, they're like, oh, no, no, I uh, don't want to make a challenge, especially not to a good player, because, you know, if you're lucky, you just get a free win because you just smash someone turn one, uh, turn uh, t- uh, game one or something. Well, I think that's... Uh... Maybe it's in the mentality a bit, but I also think that it's important that the guys who pick the team, they've uh, really made it clear that if you want to get on the team, mm-hmm. winning tournaments might 
not be as important as your ability to play against the really top top players. Mm, show, show so your skill in the in yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like you said, you might get some lucky matchups and you can end up pretty high in the tournament, but it doesn't really show your skill as much as you know beating Vladi or Tifus would. Yeah, yeah. And it's also that sounds good. It's also you know it might be like get. A beating in the first round from an experienced player has multiple benefits, however insane this may sound. Because first of Definitely. all, you get, you get to player, uh, sorry, you get to play a, a player who is experienced who can tell you uh, what went wrong and how he would play that game if he were you or something like that. That's one thing. So that you get their perspective. Two, you get to experience the high level player on the table, which is fantastic if you want to learn and you know mm -hmm. learn the, the the army and and all, all all its tricks and then the third part is if you lose 20 to nil you end up probably somewhere closer to the bottom table which then allows you to springboard back to uh the, the mid of the state mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. say because you know if you if you end up at the bottom table against another bottom player it's highly likely that if you're skilled but you lost to a top player you will still win that game probably with a high score and you will go the ladder and then another one and another one and it doesn't ha it's not the end of the world it, it could mean that you will end up in top 10 for example by having lost the first game badly it is also a possibility so it's just a submarining you need to advertise that it. it's very very good honorable submarining <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there is also one more thing that i think is important um because again in poland it has turned into a sort of a culture around um I don't know, boosting the candidates for the national team and the people who are willing to, who, who are applicants for the national team, they are also asked, for example, to write battle reports from their games with the top players or games from tournaments anyway. And they go to forums because the forums are still active and they just write round by round how they played, how they got counterplayed, et cetera, et cetera, for the whole community to see. And then people can comment on that, like, you know, uh, why did you do this or why mm -hmm. did you do that? Or at least people can discuss it, you know, in Discord and so on and so on. So it's also like it's mutually beneficial because the player gets feedback mm -hmm. and then the, 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 the spectators of the, or the readers get insight into some tactics, ideas, you know, what happened, etc. So so as I said, there there is like a huge culture around that and many people participate in it. So if you sell it like that to your community mm -hmm. it, would, it could become a thing yeah it's great because you guys maybe are more because it's a smaller community it's more closer together Definitely. Like. Mm -hmm. yeah so listen uh, i'll i think mm. we've covered the majority of the topics that we want to cover uh fred um it, it's been amazing to have you but would you like to plug anything uh, yes i i have a list i have to stuff i have to say <laughs> Um, so, uh, thank you for having me. I want to advertise our podcast and coaching service and, uh, yeah, this is not very, uh, <laughs> very great, but we have a coaching service. I started coaching in 2020, uh, basically as the first one doing this in Germany and now I'm pretty much doing, yeah, I'm doing this full time. I'm creating content and I coach people, new and experienced players, trying to get uh, make them better players at 40k. And people can find me on breakingheads.de. Um, I guess I also can't coach in English, but 
yeah, my players are mostly based in Germany. Um, and we have a podcast where we um, we basically have two segments. One is like a player interview where I try to get uh, good players who have won with the list and just talk with them about the list and the matchups and how they came up. And uh, I haven't done uh, this this many podcasts of this style in a while, but I want to make them. I always try to focus like get get the like what's the player's play style. I want to bring that out somehow. So if you speak German, this is a podcast you can listen to. There's even mm -hmm. one. There's also one English. English podcast. If you're interested, it's the one, the interview I did with Liam, uh, the Harlequin player, which uh, I think is also still quite interesting, even if the book is completely outdated. And then uh, I do have a YouTube channel where you can also find the podcast, uh, Breaking Heads 40K. And we have weekly live streams on that where we talk about the newest stuff in competitive 40K in Germany. Yeah, thank you. That's, re that's really cool. So yeah, I can I can strongly recommend it because I I've been listening uh, in German, uh, and I've been tuning into to some of the games as well. Uh, you also have an Instagram account that people can follow. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm super new media now. I I needed to get I got Instagram for this business, and I feel like I'm 16 now. Yeah, TikTok is the next big thing I hear. But <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> but I've yeah, seen your. I've seen your uh, your little videos on on Instagram of you actually painting up the terrain for the tournaments, like yeah. uh, you know, in in whole, wholesale, I would say. There was really an enormous amount, so so I I watched this like three times to actually catch how many pieces of terrain there are and how much work it is. So so yeah, so people, um, if you want to catch up with Fred and uh, his coaching team and the German national team, make sure that you follow the websites that he uh, mentioned. We are going to put all the links in the video description or if you're on Spotify or any other uh, podcasting uh, medium, then the links are going to be there as well for you to click. Um, and uh, since I am not sure how, how this is uh, going to pan out because we had a, a break, the technical break in the middle of the of the episode, uh, we are also going to mention uh, in the comment section or in the description of the video all the tournaments in Germany that are going to take place uh, in the near future. And I think Joker also intends to include the list of Polish tournaments that are going to take place in Poland. So if anyone from our listeners uh, or any of our listeners are interested in any of those tournaments, I think we, we should all work collectively to bring our scenes together. So uh, I do hope that at some point in the future we will meet at one of the tournaments that Fred is going is, is advertising or one of the ones that, that we are going to be advertising. So fingers crossed that we manage to achieve that. That's a great effort. That, that's great. Yeah. So let's start working towards that. Um, and with that, Fred, I thank you. It was a real pleasure to have you. It, it's fantastic that you, you know, blessed us with a rant or two. <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoy that. Uh, and Joker, thank you for being an amazing co-host as always. Yeah, thanks, 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 thanks. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. Absolutely, and we are looking forward to have you again. Um, and to our listeners, make sure that you like, subscribe, um, comment, uh, tell us what you like, uh, what you would like to hear, what you would like to see. Uh, I think we might have an episode in the future where we discuss the the sparrings that the Polish national team had. So stay tuned for more amazing content. And until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.